Boom, coming in hot, Chichi. How you doing, man? Good, good, man. Got some inspiration today. We're going to get some inspiration, aren't we, right? Yeah, man. Got a good, good friend of mine, Brian Panuzzo, coming on. What a great, great guy. A high-performance, mental-performance coach, life coach, kind of a health coach, nutrition coach, kind of a jack-of-all-trades. His story, though, is incredible. You know, was on Wall Street for years as a bonds trader, kind of pivoted to become a mental performance coach. Uh, I went from New York to L.A. Just a really amazing story. And it's it's uh, he's got a lot of lot of great stuff for all of us yeah. on, you know, small habits and things that we can do to take our life to that next level. Yeah. And perfect time of year for this, too, because, you know, we're coming up on like the holidays. We're already right. in the holidays. Everybody's already got turkey gut. Right. And then like. Right. And now this comes to, this is a tough part of the year for everybody. You know, you get a little depressed sometimes, even though you're excited to be with family and like, you know, all the New Year's resolutions start popping into your head and whatever. And a lot of times they all just fall flat. This guy that's coming on today is going to help, help us kind of keep, keep the, keep the motor running, stay positive and keep, keep your daily actions going. Right. Yeah. A lot of great stuff, man. Yeah. A lot, a lot of great stuff in this, in this, in this talk. And, uh, you know, he gives you a lot of simple, actionable steps that you can take you know, to create new habits and, and really to get where you want to be. All right. Awesome. Here it is. All right. You know, before we get going here, I want to introduce this guy. First off, he's a dear friend of mine. And, uh, you know, he's had a lot of, he's worn a lot of different hats all the way back to college, high school, college, uh, Mark DeRose's teammate back in high school. You know, we always joke around about that. Was that Bergen Catholic? I think, um, at, at, at this stage, of his, the hat that he's wearing now is probably the best hat that he's wearing. He coaches high-performing men. He's a health coach. He's a life coach. He's a corporate executive coach. He's kind of every – he wears every hat to really take men to the next level in their life. Also a dear friend of mine, Brian Panuzzo. I just saw him out in L.A. a couple weeks ago when I was go, before I went on the Ed Milet show. And Panuz, man, it is so good having you on the mayor's office. Brother, how's it going, man? Fired up, dude. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I cannot wait to get into this with you and just to set the record straight. So in case D Row listens to the show, uh, I was I was drunk in the stands watching him throw no bullets all over the football field. I mark so uh, well, I'll let not, you know we were, too. We were buddies, but not teammates. I was a basketball yeah. guy. He was a baseball and a football guy. Okay, yeah, and he'll let you know how dominant he was too. Absolutely, was like, absolutely. He's like, Casey, he I don't even know what losing is. I don't even By know the way, what losing I is. I said this to somebody the, uh, just recently. It came up at a baseball tournament when his name came up because we, we were talking about you or something. Yeah. Uh, I What did he play, 14 years in the, in the bigs or whatever? Yeah, yep. Right better better football player. I've never seen anybody <laughs> throw a football the way that kid could throw a football, man. He could spin I, it. Well, you know, it's funny. I always feel like the guys, a lot of guys, like Adam Dunn. Adam Dunn, in left field, he could throw the ball. You're like, that's not a bad arm. You get a football with him, dude. It was a, it, the thing. I was scared. I'm like, don't throw me any more footballs. Like that freaking thing is, that thing's spinning too fast. I'm like, <laughs> I don't need that in my life. So it is funny. The guys that have played football, especially quarterbacks and baseball, I really think football's in their soul. You know what right. I mean? Like, like for D Road, Dunner, a lot of those guys, Tim Tebow. D Road compared himself to Tim Tebow one time in MLB Central. I go, wait, 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 take it, take it easier. I'm like, Penn's not Florida, bro. Penn's not Florida. You know what I mean? Tebow my husband. You know, Tebow my husband. <laughs> so good. But news, man, we go, we go, you know, we talk a lot on this show, you know, Chinch and I going back and forth, um, you know, about the mental performance stuff. You know, at the end of the day, you know, if you're playing in the big leagues, you know, it, it, it you know, or any high level, you know, NFL or, or you're on Wall Street or wherever you are in corporate America uh, or just, you know, if you're if wherever you are in your job, you know, at the end of the day, I remember Harvey Dorfman, who was my mental performance coach when I was in the big leagues. I loved what he said to me when he said, Case, 
He goes, you want to be the best hitter in the box? You want to be a guy that goes to the next level? You want to be an all-star player? You better get perspective on your life off the field, hmm. right? You better, you better be able to have perspective of, 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 of what you really want and who you really are, you know, your self-esteem, your confidence. That's got to be good off the field so that when you come onto the field, you can translate that into the box and into the game and into the – you know, into the some of the battles that you have every day. And and you know what, Panus, for me, and I want to get into your story in a second here, but for me, you know, you know, that that translates even more now at 48. You know what I mean? Like as I have four kids and you know and 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 as I you know go to work and as I show up to be the best father I can be, the best partner I can be, you know, the best worker I can be, um, you know, that perspective is such a big thing. And dude, boy, do you have a do you have a story on perspective? You know, incredible. So, you know, I'd like to go back a little bit, man, to your journey, you know, from you know, playing college basketball to you know, being on Wall Street for 20 years. And now all of a sudden being in the, in the, in the life coaching realm for the last, I think eight years, you know, you're about in LA, you're very successful. Um, and you, you know, you, you, you work with a lot of high performing men, a lot of big corporations, take us back, man, to Brian, to Brian Panuzzo's adventure, uh, you know, to how you got where you're at today, brother. Yeah, man, I appreciate this. I'll keep it quick because it's a long story. <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm, a New, I'm a New Jersey kid. I grew up in Bergen County, New Jersey, as you, as you mentioned. You know, Mark uh, DeRosa and I, we both went to a, uh elite high school called Bergen Catholic uh, in Oradell, New Jersey. Uh, big athletic school, big, high academic achieving school. And, uh, you know, I just want to play basketball. You know, I played a lot of sports as a kid. I actually was a was a this is in, in eighth and ninth grade. I was a better baseball player than I was a basketball player, but I was a PO once I got to Bergen because I wasn't playing shortstop and I wasn't batting third because there were way better players at those positions than me. Uh, well, you, I, dude, I, Bergen Catholic, you guys are basically recruiting people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, pretty much, yeah. So I could chuck it. I could chuck it from the mound, and and you know who would who who knows what would have come uh, if I kept right. playing. But to me, I did that math. Sick. Dude, and you're six six. I didn't know you were that big. When we when we hung out a couple weeks ago in L.A., we had never met in person. I'm like, dang, Panuz. I was like, I had no idea you were six six. You know. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, so I decided to to go the basketball route because I was just you know in the early 90, 1990s. It was when AAU was you know programs were starting to become more popular. You could play all year round in organized tournaments, and that was fun. And basketball was fun, and I was a good player. And I knew at some point I was probably going to have to specialize in something. So I chose basketball. Uh, I decided to you know, start playing. I, I was good already, and I got better. Uh, I ended up getting a scholarship to go to college uh, at a school called St. Michael's in Vermont, great Division II school at the time. The Patriot League schools, uh, Holy Cross, uh, Lafayette, Lehigh, Bucknell, they were all trying to mimic the Ivies. They weren't given athletic scholarships. I was kind of a low, mid-major-ish type of uh, basketball player, but I decided to go to this small school in Vermont because a Another guy, a couple of years ahead of me, one of my best friends at the time, um, he was there too. And so uh, life started for me right there, jumped right into sports, had your typical college experience uh, of playing basketball all day, every day uh, in the summers. Everybody was either from Boston or from New York City area. And so we would come home and we would play in the summer leagues and we would do internships on Wall Street. Right. And that was the path I took. Mm. I became a business and economics major, double major in school because all the older guys on the team were business and economics majors. It kind of interests me, but I was just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> They'll tell me what classes to take, what not to take. They'll tell me what to drop. They'll tell me what tickets to leave for which professors. I mean, it'll it'll be perfect. And I uh, sort of made a decision at 17 years old as a freshman in college that shaped the next 23 years of my life unknowingly. Uh, got out of school, was going to go to Italy to play. 
um, couldn't get my passport in time, couldn't get my dual citizenship, you know, so I felt this pull to go uh, start my career because everybody else was, they were jumping into the training programs. They were starting to make money. They were starting their lives. Uh, and I did that in December of 1999 <laughs> and 20 years later, I found myself pretty much in the same place. Uh, and you know, my career started as any young, uh, wall street guy's career did. I worked long hours. Uh, I was grinding, I was making okay money. Uh, and then, you know, in my mid ish twenties, 24, 25, I got a great job, great opportunity, and I seized it. And I just, it, it set me up uh, to be in a position where uh, my income really started to take off and my career prospects really started to take off. And with that, you know, life, I say life started to happen for, you know, to, to me, for me, right? Um, I uh, started to make a lot of money. I started to spend a lot of money. Uh, I got married. I met my 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 wife. We started to have a family. Uh, we 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 bought a big house. We joined the country club. We you know had nice cars. We went on nice vacations. I found myself in this cycle, you know, the rat race we sort of call it of you know having a great career, but also almost having to continue on with the career to fund the lifestyle that I had built. <laughs> Yeah. Because of the career. Like, so I was in this circle, you know, and I lived a very typical uh, Wall Street guy's life. I was out two, three nights a week uh, because I had to be some, sometimes because I wanted to be uh, always extended the night, you know, to see other friends for those last couple of cocktails. Um, you know, I had pedestrian pedestrian gambling, alcohol, drug problems, but I never you know, I never end up in a ditch case. I never didn't show up for work. I never didn't. We, we called it, you know, answering the bell. I never, I didn't, never, never didn't make it for the bell. You know, uh, we started way much earlier than the, than the nine 30, uh, stock market, but we started at like seven in the morning, six 37 in the morning, but I was never not there. You know, I was oh, presence showing up is my superpower. It still is right, still right. really You're serving me today, but I was able to show up as a shell of myself and still be okay. You know? And so, um, I lived this life and everything that, that, that what I, what I talk about is, you know, I didn't have any like glaring alarm bells going off in my life. They were, they were, they were, they were, they were muted. You know, they were, they were subtle. Uh, every once in a while, my wife would mention that like, she wished that I didn't have my Bergen Catholic boys and my wall street boys. And then there was her and she was on the outside every once in a while. I drink a little too much to, to really struggle on a Friday at work. Every once in a while, I, you know, I'd miss something with my kids, but it wasn't like a, a big event. You know, it wasn't a birthday. It was just like, I can't get to this thing. I got to work, you know, and uh, it culminated over a series of about uh, 12 months or so uh, in my mid to late thirties, um, about seven years or so ago now, 2000, yeah, seven, seven and a half years. Uh, my mom was diagnosed with ALS, which is ultimately a fatal neurological disease. Uh, she was dying right in front of our eyes. Um I couldn't take, you know, like I said, I was present, but, but mentally I couldn't handle it. I couldn't have a tough Tuesday case without coming home and having a bottle of wine, having a couple of Percocets, eating a gummy. Of course, then you need a Xanax or, you know, whatever to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, right. after that cocktail. Uh, and I was on this cycle of just, you know, I could be here physically, but mentally I can't be here. I can't handle any of this stuff. You know, the right. pressure of my job, the pressure of being the provider of the family, the pressure of seeing my mom die, uh, all these things. I told myself all these stories, right? You mentioned I'm 6'6". Six, six. Uh, you look at uh, the NBA on TNT, you know, uh, Shaq and, and, and Kenny Smith, they get up from the desk and they go to that board in the back to show like some highlights. These guys are falling down. They look like they're broken down, you know? Um, you know, Shaq looks okay, but but uh, Barkley, yeah, yeah. but Charles Charles looks like he's gonna fall down. <laughs> Kenny's knees are like cur you know curved in, right? And so you know, my mirror for my career, the early stage of my career, was a 
middle-aged, mid-40s, early-50s guy who was making a couple million bucks minimum a year, who was out three nights a week, who was 50 pounds overweight, who had unbelievable addictions, gambling, drinking, drugs, whose wife either had divorced him or he was hanging on just to not cut a check for half of his net worth, right? Those were the guys that I looked up to and said, that's success. And in hindsight, you know, it's, it's not an excuse, but I didn't know any better. You know, I was... I told myself this story that I was going to be this ex broken down athlete because that's what all athletes are after their careers, right? I'm in a high pressure, uh, sedentary environment that's not healthy. uh, And this is the cost of me doing business. We talk about this a lot, right? The cost of our success. And through a series of events in that eight months or so, uh, I realized that, you know, uh, my life wasn't exactly successful. Uh, I had some money in the bank. I had a good career. I was a good man, but I wasn't a great one. And uh, it all culminated in a moment where my wife came to me after my mom passed away. My son, who was five at the time, had asked me to play Legos with him. I couldn't get down on the ground case to like to to, to connect with him because of my knees were, were shot. Like I, I physically couldn't get to a level to connect with Hudson uh, at the time. And uh, she came to me and said, you know, we got a five-year-old and a six-month-old. Mila was was born six months earlier. Um, I'm not going anywhere yet, but this isn't what I signed up for, you know. Um, and that was the real. That was the bag of, of of you know what dropped on my door, lit on fire. Where I was <laughs> like, man, I got to do something about this. I got to do something about this. And it really caused me to reevaluate, you know, um, a lot of things going on in my life. And I just started to take action. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I just started to take action. I started to do one thing, another thing. I started to lose a little bit of weight. I thought if I got into better shape, my wife would love me again. I was stupid. She just wanted me to be the man that I was supposed to be, you know, and she knew I could be. I started to find this stuff called personal development. I started to find great people in my life like Mike DeSanti um, (laughs) and just went to work, went to work on myself. And the more I started to change myself, the more uh, I treated myself with self-respect Uh, the more I respected other people and the more I kept promises to other people and, uh, you know, found just new passions. I stopped uh, taking home uh, quarterly reports and research reports and analyst reports. And I started looking at nutrition podcasts and and books uh, and consuming information. I started to understand the connection between uh, lifestyle and our health. You know, my mom's uh, disease and neurological diseases are heavily connected to lifestyle uh, and started to understand some connections there. I started to realize, well, Jesus Christ, if I can't play on the floor with my son, what the hell am I doing in life? You know, and um, and just slowly started to make some changes. And here we are. You know, that was seven and a half years ago, uh, four years ago, uh, left a left a 20 year career, um, you know, found some great coaching in my life who pushed me to do some really uncomfortable things, uh, start some side hustles, start working with guys. And, uh, and we moved to California, uh, three and a half years ago and Jesus, here we are. And hopefully yeah. I didn't bore everybody no, with that dude, story, this man. Is a, Panuzo, this is unbelievable, man, because when you think about it, if I looked at Brian Panuzo a few years ago, I'd go, man, this guy's living the dream. This guy's living the American dream. He's, you know, he's got a high six figure job. He's on wall street. He's going, he's probably going to the Knicks games and the Mets games and the Yankees games front row with these guys. 100%. He's got a good looking wife. He's got a couple kids. You know what I mean? You know, I, I think, I think that's what I think at times we, you know, I, I've lived it too with a lot of guys in the big leagues. You know, these guys make so much money. They got good looking wife. you know, all this stuff. But I think sometimes when you're going down the road of success, I think sometimes in life we think success is if I can just make a ton of money, 
all the other domains of my life, all the other areas of my life will just take care of themselves. I, if I make enough money, I'll have a great marriage. If I make enough money, I'll be able to save, save for retirement. If I make enough money, I'll have a great relationship with my kids. You know what I mean? I think, I think that's, that seems like the American dream. Just go out, make as much money as you can. Everything else will, will take care of itself. Is that what you kind of, cause I mean, dude, for you to leave, I don't care, you know, you know, what epiphany you had, like, Oh man, I got to clean it up. My wife's going to leave me. Sure. But that a lot of guys hold on because they don't want to, you know, they, they, they don't want to split half their money. They want to make, they, they, they have a lifestyle that, you know, that, that is, that is at the next level. Like, you know, for you to, 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 to really shift the way you did. I mean, how tough was that for you? Really, really hard. <laughs> um, in fact, when I figure when I figure out when I figure it out, I'll let you know. Okay? <laughs> uh, that was the last. That was the last domino, bro. And and on, I swear, I mean, it's to, to some day, some days, you know, I, I kind of you know jokingly say, just give me a freaking bond to trade today, like because right, right, I don't want right. to do this. I don't want to figure out how to post something online. I don't want to do this damn podcast. I don't want right. to talk to this guy about the issues, the same damn issues we've been talking about over and over again. You know, like, how do I stop drinking more? Well, you stop putting the alcohol in your mouth. Physically, <laughs> stop putting it in your mouth. Um, you know, that that belief of if I'm not a Wall Street guy, if I'm not a trader, you know, a, a bond bro, like, what am I? What am I going to do? How am I going to replace this income? How am I going to fund this lifestyle behind me? And that one took a long time to break down. And to be honest, man, like I still go through it. I still question if I should have delayed, you know, extended the side hustle a little bit longer right. and moved out here because I had an opportunity to get a couple jobs out here and continue working, uh, you know, but I just decided to make a, a clean cut. It's hard, man. It's really, really hard because like I said, we get into... Uh, these cycles of our life where it's like, okay, this is what, you know, this is the lane I'm in and this is what I'm supposed to do. And this is who I am. Um, and I didn't know, you know, what belief systems were. I didn't know about the stories that we tell ourselves <laughs> until I started to meet certain people and understand these things and realize that like, I, you know, I'm holding a pen right now, right? It's the stories that we tell ourselves that hold everyone back in our lives. But what everybody doesn't realize is that we are the authors of our own story. And although it might be messy in your notebook, in your novel that you're writing, in your autobiography that you're writing about yourself, uh, you can change it. You can do whatever you want to do. Now, I get it. I have two kids. I had a ton of bills. I had a lot to, to deal with. I don't, I'm not suggesting, you know, you Jerry Maguire the thing, grab your goldfish, take the assistant, you know, who's coming with me and just, <laughs> and just parachute out of there. That's not responsible either. I was 40 years old with two kids, a big mortgage, a lot of, a lot of CapEx, we call it, you know, capital expenditures. Um, I had a lot going on. There was a lot of things I had to figure out. Fortunately, I had made some money in my career to be able to, and I still am going through this process to soften the blow of, you know, changing lifestyles, changing, you know, where I live, things like that. But if you start to look at decisions that you're making in your life and just, just like, just write them all down. White, I'm, a, I'm a big whiteboard spreadsheet kind of guy. Put your, put your, you know, put your life on a, on a whiteboard and start to look at where you're spending some of your money or what you're doing and where, you know, maybe you don't need the Range Rover the next time the lease comes up in a, in 18 months. Now that's not a decision you can make today, but you know, to, to actually change the car, although you could, but you could make a decision to do something different. You could get a Jeep Cherokee for half the payment, you know, right. like little things like that, where you're just, and I'm not saying like, stop going, stop getting coffee in the morning. I'm just saying, evaluate your life, be honest with yourself, take a real 
audit. This, this is a concept that really resonates with my guys because I work with a lot of financial professionals, right? Yeah. We audit everywhere in our lives, right? We file our taxes, companies file, um, you know, earnings on a quarterly basis if they're, uh, if they're public. Shoot, I used to trade companies that file for bankruptcy. When you file for bankruptcy, you have to file a monthly operating report. You have to tell everyone what's going on, all your creditors, what's happening monthly, not just quarterly, all right? And so sales teams have morning meetings. People have weekly meetings. I used to go to a morning meeting every single day for 20 years with a notebook and a pen. And we would get together as a team and we would talk about what the heck we were gonna do. We had a plan. We evaluated the plan. We made changes to the plan, you know, and people don't do that as individuals, I find, right? We don't audit our own lives. And so if we just take stock on either, um, you know, start start monthly, start monthly. How'd this month go? Did I make any commitments? Did I keep them? Where did I go off track? Did I drink a little too much? Did I spend too much money here? You know, did I not do some of the things I said I was going to do? Then start doing that weekly, you know, and you can start doing it daily. Shoot, I have some of my guys take you know, half hour by half hour, 60 minutes by 60 minutes audits of their day, because these are high performing, busy guys. And the the stock answer for all of us is I don't have enough time. I know. I love- <laughs> it's a stock answer. And now yeah. I get it. Time is the, is the one asset that we all can't get more of, you know, extended into our day. But if we look and drill down and see what we're doing, we're all wasting time. You know, <laughs> Even the Dude, best I, I say too, you know, people talk about that, you know, hey man, I don't have enough time, you know, time management, time management. I go, listen, if you don't take care of energy management first, your time management doesn't matter. And I think, oh, I, you know, you know, I think, I think sometimes we, we, we negate so many different things to some of the stuff that you're, you know, that you're, you're going to get into that you're even that you're, I know you're talking about, about, you know, how, well do we sleep? How, well do we move? How, well do we eat? You know, that kind of stuff. How, well do we breathe? All that kind of stuff helps with our energy to allow us to be the best versions of ourselves to really have the, have the time that we will quality time that we have during the day. Um, you know, for you, for you, Panu's like, you know, and, and maybe some of the guys you coach too, like, how did you get started with that? Because it seems like, you know, you, you you went from having some pretty shitty habits to creating a life where you're like, oh, man, you know, because I know what you do, dude. I, I know what you do. And like, you know, you're going to get your coffee and you're doing 10 squats. I'm like, this guy doesn't waste. I was like, time management. This guy doesn't waste a second, bro. If, if he's at his kid's game, he's the he's the weird dude to the side doing lunges, you know, up and down the right field foul line. You know, and the parents are probably like. What's wrong with that guy? You know, that's uh, that's Hudson Peduzzo's dad. A guy freaking he got he's got to get reverse and front lunges in for the next twenty minutes, or you know. So there's there's always that time is. But how are you able to start creating new habits? Like, did it happen overnight? Were you able to just jump all on in, or was it did it, did it happen slowly? It's happened slowly. I mean, it's still yeah. happening. I'm still I'm still creating new habits. I'm still evaluating things that I'm doing in my life and and trying to optimize. Right? We're always we're if if you're solving on a daily or a weekly basis for how to be optimal at all times and really just be honest. You know, that's why I think the audit process for me and my clients and my and myself is so valuable and it's hard to do individually, you know? You can do it. You can do all this stuff. Everything that you just mentioned for the most part is free or costs very little, right? <laughs> right. Sleep right. is free. Air is free. You know, maybe quality water not free, but water's free, right. okay? Um, you know, good food going to cost you a little bit more. Walking is free. Push-ups are free. Squats are free. Like, you know, I was just at a baseball tournament in Palm, in Palm Springs this weekend. And I didn't, I didn't, basically didn't stop moving. Almost to the point, you know, where you're talking about joking around. When I do stop, the parents are like, what are you doing sitting around? I'm like, can I get a four-minute break? My, my son's got two on with no, no outs. I'm trying to grind it out here, bro. You know? 
like, give me a break. So, so you know, great. slow, slowly but surely. Like I, I say this to my guys all the time, right? Most of the people I work with are around my age. I'm, I'll be 45 uh, right. next week. And you didn't get here overnight. You know, you didn't establish this hole. You didn't dig the hole, right? Here we let's 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 go, Mike DeSanti on us. We didn't dig right. the hole that you're in right now overnight. First thing you got step one. Step one to get out of the hole that you're in. You got to put the shovel down. Got to put it down. Got to stop digging. Then, okay, this is a 15-year hole I put myself in, a 10-year hole, whatever. Is it reasonable for you to go on uh, a, a dry January or a three-month cleanse or a three-month diet or this, this or that, and and reverse all the problems that you've created for yourself in three to six months? Not even close, right? It sounds ridiculous when we even say that, you know? But I've what I've started to understand is, uh, because I'll work with somebody for six months at a time and then another six months at a time. Six months to people is a damn lifetime case. Like that's why you see all this marketing. And you know, I have to play the game too of like 28 day program, 90 day program. I mean, look, can you materially change some things, form better habits, get your momentum going in 28 days and 90 days? Of course you can. Is your life going to be materially different? Most likely no, right? Yeah. And so six months is a lifetime for people. Yet we spend we spend a decade doing this stuff to ourselves. And so, you know, I talk about all the time zooming out, right? Zoom out and think about things in a longer term perspective. You know, stock charts for people. If you think about a, a, a stock chart, right? If you look at a daily or a weekly chart, you're going to see a lot of volatility, right? Because it's a short time frame. You're going to see up and down and up and down and up and down, right? Um, when you zoom out to maybe a five-year chart of that same stock, that one week or that one month of extreme volatility doesn't even come up as a blip on the radar because the perspective of time is so much greater. And so we often get so locked in on what's going on in our life right now. You know, we just came off of a holiday weekend and a lot of people probably didn't keep promises that they went into the weekend saying they were going to do, but maybe they had a really good two or three weeks leading up to that. But what do we do? We drag ourselves through the mud for a few decisions that we made in two or three days, as opposed to zooming out and going, all right, that was a total of five-ish days out of 30 days in November. Um, man, my batting average is pretty darn good. You know, I mean, it's, it, I've heard you say all the time, so you, you microanalyzing, you know, 12 at bats when you go over 12 with 11 lineouts, right. you know, instead of looking at, well, I'm still hitting 320 for the season, you know, right. I was hitting 340, but now I'm hitting 320. This sucks. You know, 0 right. for 12 feels terrible in the moment, but I'm still, I'm yeah. still at all, an all-star batting average. I'm still a yeah. Hall of Fame batting average. You know, so yeah. I, I, think, I, 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 just to say that I love no. that too. I love, I love, I love like finding, you know, finding a start finding a protocol that works for you, and then optimizing it, creating new habits, and then stick to it. Because you know, in the, in the, like in the big leagues, when you go, when we, when I go back, I looked at Albert Pujols and I said, you know, man, this guy. I told this story, you know, the other day and, you know, just about sitting down with Scott Rowland and Mike Piazza at the all-star game one time. And I, and I said, you know, what, why is Albert pool so much better than like, he's at another level than even the guys at the all-star game. And Scott Rowland said, case, it's unbelievable. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. This guy doesn't waste a pitch. It could be in July, Tuesday night, nine, nothing game. Albert pool. going to put a 12 pitch at bat together and he's going to stick with his process no matter what. And he's and at the end of the year he's going to hit 350 with 40 homers under 20 RBIs. And as we fast forward now to 2022, he just hit number 700. You know, you're, you're just talking about zooming out. Yeah. Who'd have thought 
18 years later, Albert Pujols will be the, one of the greatest hitters ever at 700 home runs, one of four guys to ever do it, Two, uh, 3,000 hits, you know, almost, I think, 700 doubles, like ridiculous numbers. The point is this, you know, he found a protocol and a process that worked for him, and he never got off it. I think so many times we, we, we start to create new habits. We get a protocol and a process. Sometimes it gets frustrating or it doesn't, it doesn't give us the results we want right away. So we go to something else. Yeah. And that doesn't work. That doesn't work. I say find something that works and keep optimizing and making it better, but have the consistency and discipline to stick with it. I got a, I got a shirt. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I got my shirt says, do the boring work. DT. I, mean, I, got oh, the I like that. I love that. Do the boring work, right? You got your hero, heroic shirt on. It's it's yeah. what you're describing. What you're describing is compound interest. And I know, you know, I know you understand it, right? It. Like obviously Albert Pujols is one of the greatest ever, but he's one of the greatest ever because he didn't, he didn't give up in a, in a pitch. He didn't waste a pitch in July, you know, right. in a hundred degree heat in Kansas city, like you say, right? Like, right. That's why that, because that's compound, that's compound interest. That's the effect of compounding in our lives. You know, I, I just made a couple of coffees before I jumped on this call. I'm, I'm, I'm 40 pushups in today. All right. 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 right, right. It's, right. it's 6am my time. I didn't go to the gym this morning cause I was getting ready for this. Right. Like it's, uh, what are you doing with your time now? You know, does it, 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 can you take a little time to, to, to slow down? and reflect and breathe. Yeah. But that's also beneficial. So it's like, stop, you know, we flip through our phones all the time. I think this is something I've heard uh, Brian Kane say, right. We've, I was talking to my guy, my, one of my group, one of my groups that I'm coaching yesterday, we flip through our phones online at the store, you know, during our kids games, all these little moments that we have. What if we just took all of those moments and, and use them more efficiently flip through, you know, um, positive memories of the past flip through how we want to see ourselves future success, you know, like, Use your time wisely. Every person that I've ever put through the exercise of auditing their day always comes back and goes, Oof, I thought I was busy and I am, but I still got, you know, 90 minutes in my day. Now, those 90 minutes are probably four minutes, 11 minutes, seven right. minutes, 14 minutes, right? And so we throw those moments away. When we look at them in, in totality, that's a trip to the gym, you know? That's a new habit that you want to develop. That's reading a book. That's connecting with your spouse. That's getting home earlier to spend time with your kids to go see a practice or a game. You know, we just, we, we throw away some of these moments of our day uh, instead of, you know, thinking about them like, well, what else can I do? I can sit here and, and listen to the Breville machine, brew the, co <laughs> brew the, brew the coffee, <laughs> or I can do a couple squats, you know, um, that's just the way for me, that's, that's, that's what I, I've created success now. I have enough evidence to support that this works for me. Right. The problem is, is that people need time. You need time. You need right. time to do some of this stuff to create the evidence. Once you have evidence, then you can rely upon it, fall back on it and go, this works for me. I think one of the things too is like, you know, I tell people like, you know, some people have told me, man, I just don't have the confidence or man, I just, my self-esteem isn't where it's going to be. And I think, I think a big reason, I know, and I know for me, you know, at times in my life, your self-esteem is not there because you're not doing what you say you're going to do. I know I should eat right, but I'm eating, you know, having four slices of pizza. I know I should get a workout in, but I'm on my phone for an hour. You know, I know, I know that I should get to bed earlier but I'm watching that, you know, that show on Netflix, you know, another episode of Yellowstone till 1130. Now I got to get up with my kids in the morning. <clears throat> Just small things like that. You know, sometimes you look at me, man, I, I did it again. I didn't do what I said I'm going to do. 
So you start to like not trust yourself internally. But I know when you start to create habits and you follow through small habits, like dude, just something like this. This is such a small thing, but like guitar. Guitar, I, I, I've wanted to always play guitar. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm gonna start playing guitar. And how am I gonna do it? I'm gonna create a habit. Okay, what am I gonna do to, to create the habit? I come in here every day to do a, a daily podcast. I come into my office. So, I, so I, I anchored the habit of coming in here to, to the office and I put the guitar in an obvious place. It's right by my chair. And what I do is I pick it up and I play it for one minute. And, and it, you know, if you were in the other room, you'd be like, that guy's terrible. But, I, but I'll tell you what, what's incredible, bro, is I've been doing it for six weeks now. I'm actually getting pretty good. My hands are actually moving a little differently. So I say, like, start small. Start with small habits that you can say, that's just like me. Like, man, you know what? Start with small habits where you're like, you have successes and you get wins. And then you start, you know, optimizing those habits as you develop them. Right. I mean, would you say, would you say that that's been a big part of how you've kind of recreated your life? It is the part of how I recreated yeah. my life. <laughs> I stumbled <laughs> upon a lot of it, you know, and now I understand what I was doing. You know, what right. you're, what you're referencing is, you know, habit stacking, right? Yeah. James Clear has a great book called um, Atomic Habits, right? He talks about habit stacking. He talks about pairing different things. You have to come in to do your daily podcast. So you put your, you know, your guitar right there. For people who don't drink enough water, I have them put a glass of water right next to their toothbrush. You brush your teeth when you wake up? Yeah, every day. Okay, we'll have the have the water right there. Oh, you know, okay. I have I have tr trouble getting out of bed. All right, let's move the phone away from your bed instead of putting it right next to your head while you sleep, right? Mm -hmm. Force you to get out of bed. Put your clothes, your gym clothes right there. Maybe write yourself a little note on a post-it note that's inspirational or something. Self-deprecating. If you want, get out of bed, you fat bastard. I don't whatever right. works. <laughs> But like, let's start stacking these things in your favor. Let's put the cup of water next to the coffee machine. If you always come mm. into the kitchen and pour your coffee, you know, I could have wrote that damn book. I wouldn't have sold five million copies, but I, I could have <laughs> wrote the book, um, you know, start to do some of these things that you're, you know, and pair them next to things that you're already doing. You mentioned confidence. Confidence is your level of respect for yourself, you know, like, and I'm going back to, to, you know, my transformation, we were talking about it. I just started to become more confident because I started to do things and keep those promises to myself. And when I became more confident and when I had more self-respect, I started to treat people the same way because I'm not going to treat anybody else the way, you know, different than when I treat myself. That's the type of person that I am. But when I was constantly breaking promises to me, of course, I'm going to break promises to you. You know, of course, I'm going to break <laughs> promises to my wife. You know, she didn't know that I was out for another two or three drinks and could have been home at 9 p.m. Instead, came home at 11. There was no harm, no foul there. Those are the, that's the story that I told myself. No big deal. I'm already out. The kids are already, they go, they go down at 830 anyway, you know? Right. And so like, why not just stay out for a couple more? Well, no, I told her I was going to be home at nine o'clock or I told her I was just going out for a couple of drinks with a client. You start to stack these things. Momentum builds in your favor and it becomes this you know, force behind you, this tailwind that you're constantly just running with, you know, with instead of against, we are waking up and running into headwinds, like, you know, all day, every day. And the moment we can flip that, uh, it, it's great to see the, the, the light bulb go off. It's great to, to, to hear and feel the moment in some of my clients' lives where they're like, man, like, I can't believe I was doing it this way for so long. You know, I woke up and just constantly, I was running into a brick wall every single day. You know, right. and at least right. now, you know, I have momentum. I know what creates energy in my life, right? You talk about, you know, energy exchanges all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know what creates energy. And when you have that, it makes it a lot easier to do a lot, you know, a lot of these things.
Dude, I want to I want to get back to uh, you know you, you've mentioned it a couple of times, and I I you know I started that I started my program Breakthrough Pro that we we just did our fourth week uh, this last Sunday, and it was about narratives, the narratives that we tell ourselves, right, the stories that we tell ourselves, and and you know I think sometimes men as they get a little older, thirties and forties or whatever, you know you start to you start to get stuck in the stories you've always told yourself. Ah, just not genetic. Let's, I just, it's just genetic. I'm just a big, big bone guy. You know, this is my mom, my dad. We all, you know, have this, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, that's just not the way we do it. This is how I've always done it. You know, there's just all these narratives that we just tell ourselves. And I, I, I was telling the guys the other night, you know, um, the whole, I, I grabbed one of the kids. I said, Hey man, you know, do you like oak trees? He goes, and, and the kid's like, yeah, I love oak trees, you know? And I said, why do you love oak trees? Said, man, because they're solid. If a storm comes, they stay in the ground. Uh, I love the, the leaves on them. I love green. I love brown. They're my favorite colors. And I was like, well, you know what I think oak trees? Can't stand oak trees. I can't stand that they're too big. I can't stand that they, they stay in the storms. Green and brown are, 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 are the two colors that I hate. And, I, and it, was, it, was just a, it was just a basic lesson to say, hey, listen, the truth is, that tree is a tree. It doesn't really care what you think or I think. It doesn't think if you care. It's the greatest thing in the world. It doesn't care if I think it sucks. The tree is the tree. And I say that analogy because I think that in, our, in our lives, we tell ourselves stories. You know, we, 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 have, we have neutral events in our life that happen. But then we're going to tell ourselves as human beings either a story that serves us or a story that doesn't serve us. And for whatever reason, I think a lot of times as human beings, the way our brains work, we tell our stories that don't that that don't serve us off a neutral event, and then we go down this drama party, and this little whiny voice comes in, and that victim that victim mentality comes in, and we just you know a lot of complaining and stuff. And I just think, I just think you know, do you talk to your clients too about challenging your narratives, challenge your stories? Are they really true? All the time, all the time. Now that's <laughs> a little you know, I, I I get excited when I hear that. I have to balance you know me seven years ago eight years ago, 10 years ago, if you tried to tell me right. that I was telling myself, I'm an <laughs> alpha male from Bergen Catholic High School in New Jersey, Wall Street guy, athlete, have money right. in the bank, career success, I would have been like, Casey, what are you talking about yeah. with this soft ass yeah, hit the road, crap. hit the road, bro. <laughs> look at this. Look what I got. Look what I've created. Yeah. You know? So um, again, uh, one of our good friends, he always likes to ask me a question. How's that working out? <laughs> Good old DeSanti, right? How's it working out for you? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, so, you know, again, people are going to bring their issues either to themselves in the top of their head or to other people. And like, you have to just sort of take a step back and say to yourself, how's this working out for me? And if it's not the result that you want, clearly it's not, it never is. Um, be honest with yourself. And could you do something different? Could you do one thing different? Could you evaluate it in a different way? You know, you and I have talked about, we love this concept of like emotional stamina, meaning the more chaos comes into your life, the more you sort of look at it and go, good, you know, now what? Um, I'm going to lock in even more, you know, and we, we allow some of these issues in our lives to throw us completely off our personal life, to throw us completely off things in our relationships, things in our health habits, um, you know, our, our commitments in our personal life, when we never allow these things to happen in our professional lives, mm. you know? And so, you know, we've, 
we put our, we put the career on a pedestal. Like, ah, uh, yeah, there's fires. I got to take care of this fire at work. There's stress at work. There's chaos at work. You know, but did, when's the last time you didn't show up at work because of a fire, and chaos, and stress? You still show up. Does it affect your performance? Yeah, maybe sometimes. Do you always figure it out? Yeah, if you're in the position that most of the people, you know, that we're we're, we're speaking about, you know, are. Of course you have. You've figured it out for the last 10 to 20 years or however long your career has been, right? You always figure it out. Yet you consistently break these promises to yourself in your personal life, with your relationships, with your health, with your habits, with all the things that you say that you're going to get to. Why do you let, you know, you know, a curveball is coming, right? It'd be like you going into the cage and, right. and, and going, ah, it's curveball thing. You know, I, I, I don't know. Like, well, you just can't hit it. Just, just can't, can't hit, hit it. it. You know, if they just give me fastballs, if I just got a fat, like Sean, if you, you don't understand, I can hit a fastball like you can't believe. If they just threw me fastballs, everything would be okay. Well, that's not the way life is. You know, right. the pitcher of right. life has got 17 pitches, not three good ones. You know, right. And so you have to understand that these things are coming in your life. And why in the world are you willing? to deal with them at work, but not deal with them in every other area of your life. And so I think, you know, I got off a little, little bit off on a tangent there for you, but like the stories that we're telling ourselves that like, this is the cost of doing business in, in some aspects of our life, but not others, I think is really critical for a lot of people to break down. Like, when is your life at home not going to be chaotic with young kids? You know, when are you not going to be busy on the weekends with middle school and high school age kids? You know, like, when is it not going to be when, they leave. And when they leave, every parent that I've talked to, I'm working with guys who now have like, you know, two kids in their twenties and thirties. Yeah. They're like, dude, I want it back. Bring it back. You, you're yeah. a perfect example. Oh, dude, how, dude, you know, like, dude, I know you just had your boys home, right? Like how, how, what would you give to get give all me, Give me the chaos, dude. Give me the uh, traveling to this state to go to a tournament in this day and taking them here and taking them to their buddy's house, taking them to the high school. Dude, yeah, I think you 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 careful what you wish for. You do, yeah. you do miss those times. Bro, we we uh so Hudson was just in a in a, in a tournament in Palm Springs, right? Yeah. Uh Friday night, uh, Friday afternoon and night, two games, two games on Saturday, and then elimination round on Sunday. And like, you know, it's it's usually an hour and forty-five minutes there. On right. Sunday, Thanksgiving weekend at four o'clock, five o'clock in the afternoon, it's like four hours home, you know? And so oh the whole day as a parent, you're like, oh, like I want them to win. I want them to do well, but like, I really wouldn't mind if they lose a little bit earlier so we can hit the road, you know, get home, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hit the traffic. <laughs> and then, you know, in my head, just so they make the championship game. So then it's like, oh shoot, we're here. We might as well win, you know? But in my head, I'm like, what am I doing? I, 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 I'm, I'm saying the same things I used to say, like, in a few years, there's not going to be any more Palm Springs tournaments, you know, and he's going to be gone. And yeah, hopefully I'm driving around watching him play college baseball, but I'm going to want this again. I'm going to want, you know, time at the pool at the Westin where the kids are running around like animals. And my eight-year-old daughter is running up $200 on in the game, room, you know, card. Dad, can I have another, can, can you fill up another 20? You were just Same here there. four minutes ago. How could you spend $20 in four minutes? Like, I'm going to be looking for that. And so, you know, again, go back to narratives, perspective, yes. stories, right? Tie this all in. I'm going to want that so much, whereas I let that moment bother me. Now, I'm not saying just let your kids spend all your money without any responsibility. But, you know, I'm going to want that. Instead of that moment bothering me, I could sort of laugh it off. Like, you know, we spent probably $225 in aggregate on a bunch of like, you know, tchotchke toys and a little stuffed animal <laughs> uh, uh, dog. Thank God she got the dog on the last on the last. <laughs> 
Like this is a two hundred dollar dog. I just a stuffed animal. I just bought. <laughs> but I'm going to be looking for that. I'm going to want that back in my life. And you know, it's it's going to be gone, and it's going to be you know time that I can't get back. And I know that you can appreciate this. You know, with with your yeah. boys being older and uh, yeah, your daughter being and, you know get, getting. But look back. look at the look at the perspective narratives. That's why I was saying at the beginning of this thing, man. If you don't you want to get in the in the batter's box and in, in the big leagues, you better have proper perspective on your life. You want to get in the batter's box of life. You know, let's start telling ourselves, you know, have that perspective that, you know, that really, that really serves us. It's such a great, great way to look at that stuff. It's incredible. Um, I want to get in, you know, um, I want to get this in too, before, you know, we, we go, I just think it's such a big thing. Like you look at, I, I think, I think obesity in this country, you know, I think it's, what is it? 60, 70% I say of our country is obese. Yeah. It's an you know, epidemic. I think at this time, you know, and, and, and a lot of the depression levels are up there. I sometimes think those things go hand in hand, but you know, I think with, with diets, you know, diets, I think that's what maybe a, a word that I wish would just blow up at some point, but Thank you. you know I mean? It's, cr- it's, cr- it's so ridiculous, but just talking about eating, I think people get confused on, okay, I know I should eat right. But what does that mean? Because, yeah. you know, I think there's so many diets that you can go on here and there. And I think it's just confusing for me. I try this. I try this. And then it's just the it's the yo-yo effect of I lost 20 pounds. I'm going to lose 20 pounds at the beginning of the year. And then you gain it back because you don't create the habits and you don't create the systems, uh, you know, that you have and the standards for nutrition. What would you tell, you know, people that, you know, want to start eating better? They just don't know how. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a it's a it's a tough it's a tough one. Um First of all, I would say intuitively, we all know what to do. We there, There's a very small segment of the population, I believe, that honestly doesn't have the proper education about what to do. Now, here's the thing. It's confusing right. as hell, and I believe it's intentional. The more I'm now in this industry for several years, I'm realizing because I come in with an outsider set of eyes, fresh set of eyes, and I'm like, this is confusing, you know? Like, <laughs> right. and, and, and oh, by the way, health and wellness guys, girls, we're losing, like- Right. We're, we're losing the battle here. Over 70% of the population is either obese or overweight. And all we do now, you know, now I'm, now I'm, I'm part of this community. All we right. do is like attack other diets, attack other things, attack, exercise. You can't, you can't do cardio case. Okay? So you got to strength train, bro. Like that's the best form of fat loss. Like, what are you doing? You know, uh, eating paleo, man, you got to eat like carnivore, carnivore. man. Like you yeah. got to go vegan, man. Like, and everyone who just wants to lose a little bit of weight, feel a little bit better. And, you know, like just live a happy life goes F it. Like right. I, I can't take it anymore. I can't take this. There's so much conflicting information. Do this. Don't do that. The other guy says, don't do this and do that. Like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to sit on my couch. And I'm going to order, you know, Chick-fil-A on DoorDash because <laughs> at least I get some pleasure out of that. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love to sit on my couch and order fast food. <clears throat> I don't do it, but yeah. I would love to do it. And yeah. so <clears throat> I think keeping it simple is always the win is always the win. And so like, I have this conversation with, you know, with kids, you know, can you, can you drink more water than other stuff? Okay. Juices and sodas, right. Can you play? So that would be, can we move our ass a little bit right. more? Can we work out a couple days a week? What's the best form of exercise? I don't care. What do you love? What do you love to do? You love the Peloton? Cool. Yeah. Now, for my guys who have certain goals, and if we want to talk about like, you tell me you have specific goals. All right, here's probably the best prescription for that, right? You're you're doing your 45 minute cardio workout, but you're not walking at all and you're doing no strength training. Well, that's mm. not going to lend itself to being like 
lean, shredded the way you say you want to be. So if you want those things, here's probably the best recipe. But is you getting up and doing the elliptical or the treadmill or the Peloton healthy? 100%. Go do that. If that's the gateway drug for me to get you to start doing other things, I'm never going to tell. I work with guys who run the New York City Marathon this past month. You imagine me telling a runner that running is not that healthy and he should be strength training and walking more. He's gonna be like, bro, what are you talking about? You know? So keep it simple. Can we move more than we, you know, sit around on our devices? That's what I say to kids. Can we move more than we're on our iPads and on our screens? Adults, go check your screen time on your phone. You'll drop the phone. How much time you're spending on there. We touch our phone thousands and thousands and thousands of times a day, right? When it comes to nutrition, can you eat real food? What does that mean? How many ingredients does it have, right? How many ingredients are in Red meat's bad. Okay, that's your your opinion, right? How many ingredients are in red meat? <laughs> one. 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 Now, should we look for higher quality versions of the things we're consuming a lot of? Of course. Of course we should if we have the means to do that, right? How many ingredients are in an egg, in broccoli, right? Take a bag of Doritos, flip it around, and look at the ingredient deck, right? Can you understand everything on there, right? Are there three ingredients or are there 53 ingredients, right? Basic types of things. Can you eat, you know, I tell kids, can you eat the rainbow? Can you get as many colors on your plate as you can possibly get? I'm a basketball guy, although I'm in a baseball town now and my son's, my son's, (laughs) you know, given up and he's gone gone to baseball. I'm going to be a baseball dad, most likely. (laughs) I talk about my food bench and my starting five. Who do I have to pull off of my bench to put in the game? That's like my grocery list, right? Mm. And then, so I think about it, you know, proteins, carbohydrates, and fats, not to get too down, too deep into a rabbit hole, but can I get one protein, chicken, steak, fish, eggs, right? That's one. Can I get a good carbohydrate? Carbs aren't bad people, right? When people say I cut out carbs and I lost weight, what they're saying is I stopped eating pizza, pasta. I cut out the ice cream a bit. I started, stopped eating bread, right? Nobody ever says, um, who's overweight, struggling to lose weight. It was the sweet potato and the watermelon. I just couldn't (laughs) get my hands off those two things. And now I'm fat. And so, you know, can you eat real food, carbohydrates? potatoes, rice, quinoa, farro, whatever. I don't care. Fruit, vegetables, right? Get a carb in there. That's two. Get two vegetables. Get two vegetables, even though those are technically carbs. I don't care what which vegetables, whichever ones you like, whichever ones you like. Should we change them up? Should we get different colors? Of course. But broccoli and cauliflower are your thing. Eat it every day, right? And then the last one to get five on the court is a healthy fat, avocado, olive oil, coconut products, uh, whatever, okay? If you can do that at every meal, right? You're going to, you're going to be, or, or get close. You're going to be in really, really good shape. So eat real food, eat real food, you know? And then the other things are, you know, what's your stress like, you know, good luck losing a lot of weight if you're constantly stressed. And then the last huge pillar is sleep, you know? And so are you sleeping? You know, are you getting adequate sleep? Are you on your phone until the moment that you, that, that you try to go to bed and put it down? Is it the first thing that you pick up? You know, like you're going to be con- stress and sleep are the two hidden uh, hindrances in people's health journeys that they, they, they put little effort into and it's really holding them back the most, you know, we go, we go, what we do is we go massively increase activity, right? We start hitting the gym five days a week. We didn't go one day a week. We start hitting five days a week, unsustainable. And we restrict our diets and, and think about a rubber band. I'm doing this for anybody who's not watching, right? I'm pulling on both ends. What happens to rubber bands? They either snap back, which is the yo-yo effect you're talking about, lose 20, gain gain 25, right? Or they break and they proverbially break 
our hormones break down, our bodies, our metabolisms break down. Your, your body doesn't care that you're trying to lose weight. Your body's trying to stay alive. Right. And so when you're constantly stressing it to a point where it thinks it might not survive from an evolutionary standpoint, it's going to prioritize pumping the blood and operating the organs. And it's not going to prioritize your metabolism. It's not going to prioritize your, your desire to lose weight. And so get some of these things going in your favor instead of constantly, you know, battling up against them, hitting a brick wall. And that just takes some time to reverse, you know, working on your sleep is hard. I know that you, you I remember you telling me a week, a couple of weeks ago, you send your aura ring scores uh, to a group yeah. text. Like you guys would throw me out of that text. Like my <laughs> scores are terrible. You know? <laughs> so like, but, but like I'm working, I'm trying, I'm working on it and it's a struggle right. for me. And it's the one thing that I haven't like really nailed in my life and it's frustrating as hell. Um, one thing with do one thing with one thing with that. I, I wasn't great either until I started to I started I had to be accountable for my scores. And the the guys that I'm on with too are like ninjas, dude. They're like sleep the Olympics, sleep Olympics. It's incredible. So one thing couple of things I've learned for sleep. To get seven hours of sleep, you gotta be in bed eight. Yeah. So and and then the other thing is, you know, just you gotta prioritize it. It's got to be important to you because, I, like I said, I did the same thing. I'm like, oh, but then when I started that, turning the scores, like I got to get to bed earlier and I got to be in bed longer than I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's actually, yeah, that, I've never even thought about it that way. That's genius. I mean, that's like a, the first thing that came to mind is like a golf analogy. You know, you hit, yeah. your, you hit your seven iron 170 and you're like 174 out into the wind and you're like, I could flush a seven iron this far. You're like, when did you ever flush a seven iron? You know, like, <laughs> like just hit the six, bro. You know, just yeah. hit the six nice and smooth. You know, yeah. don't make it complicated. Don't make it complicated. Like, yeah, you know, my lob wedge goes. My lob, lob, lob wedge goes 105. Like yeah. you're 107 uphill into the wind. Like <laughs> you just back off a gap wedge, bro. You know. So true, man. It's so true. We complicate it. We complicate it. You know. We really do. We really it's do. Incredible. Well, Panus, man, this has been incredible, man. This has been incredible. This is going to serve a lot of our listeners. I know it served me, man. I really, you know, I've taken some notes and I, you know, I've, I've really, uh, I love your stuff, man. I'm in your elite, you know, and by the way, I, I'm going to ask you how you can, how you can, uh, you know, we can, we can follow you more and kind of get into some of your great programs you have, but I'm in your elite dad, uh, jumpstart little program and, and excited for that. Tell, tell us our, tell our listeners, man, how we can follow you more, how we could take one of your programs, how we can get involved with you. And, and, uh, you know, like I said, take, take our habits and our life to another level. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. First of all, just, you know, I want to acknowledge you, man, as a, as a friend, as a human being, I, when you get to, I got to know you, we've known each other for a year or so now. Yeah. I didn't know you as Sean Casey, the baseball player. I didn't even know, like, you know, I had to look up. I remember, I remember like our third conversation. I go, Who's this oh, guy? You're pretty good. You're actually pretty good. I, I went on the Google machine. I went on the Google machine and I found out that you actually were pretty good at this sport. Uh, so, so like you, you just as a human being, man, um, you know, for people listening, like, like Sean, I, I, I meet, I meet the guy and like uh, two weeks later, he's doing video FaceTimes with my son and hitting lessons and his team. Like just your, 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 your willingness to serve, um, your, um, your ability to just like, just you wrap your arms around people. Um, you're, you're the mayor, man. You're the mayor, you know, like it, it really is an apt nickname for you. Uh, so I just want to say, I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you, our friendship, man. 
Um, and it's cool because like, it literally has nothing to do with baseball. Like it's, it's awesome that you're an ex baseball player, you know, and I can tell my son, I got some street cred in town with badge now, you know, uh, I love that. You know, that's pretty cool. That's helpful. I'm not we'll call Casey. He'll tell him how to load your hands. We'll call Casey. He'll tell us. How to that's right. You know, if you, if you could have hung on and played a little bit longer, the kids would respect me a little bit more. They're like, who's this guy? He retired in 2008. <laughs> You know, uh, but the dads, at least I got some street cred with the dads. Um, so I just want to tell you, man, I appreciate, you know, our friendship. Um, and I know that it's only going to go to the next level. Uh, and so thank you for that. Um, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. I, um, if anyone wants to check out, you know, go to the success lift.com, the success lift.com. Uh, I have a 28 day, I call it a 20 day jumpstart program. And here's the deal. Uh, it's hard to get started, you know, and my goal is to make it as easy as possible for everybody to just get started because I believe in my heart because I've experienced it and I've worked now with hundreds of men. If you just get started and don't stop, you can't lose. Like if you just don't stop, you can't lose. And it's, you know, we, we love, we all, we're all saying the same stuff, right? It's the start that stops most people, right? Brian Kane, right? And if you just start, right? And you don't make it too hard on yourself. There's this beautiful uh, line that you can find in your life where it's like just challenging enough you know, but not too challenging. What's going to happen? Like we're, we're in December. We're about to be in December. So everyone's going to punt December, right? We're going to all going to make these new new year's resolutions, which are bull, right? We're not going to stick to them. And we're going to go hundred miles an hour out of the gate in early January. And we're going to go, well, this is hard. Why am I doing this? You know? <laughs> and so, but what if you came into January with a little bit of momentum? You know, what if you changed a few of your habits, started to upgrade a few things, got a little bit more energy, increase your baseline a little bit, so you feel a little bit better each day and to be able to take on some of these new tasks. And so I developed a 28-day course where I send a video message to you uh, on a daily basis that has some education, three minutes, five minutes, a little bit of education, uh, and has an action step. And you know, as you know, as I know in our lives, the magic happens when we take action. And so if you just implement this action step you know, on the day of or the day after or whenever I ask you to, I promise you, 28 days later, four weeks later, right? One one a day, every day for four weeks, uh, your life will look different. It'll feel different. Will you be down 25 pounds? You know, will you be doing incredible things with your life? No, absolutely not. But I've had guys lose 10 plus. I've had guys increase connection in their marriage, you know, getting laid a little bit more, right? Um, I had guys drink less. I've had guys, you know, change new habits, insert new habits into their life. Um, and that's, I think is the best place for a lot of people to start, especially in the month of December, when nobody wants to take on this massive challenge, you tried to launch a massive challenge into your life. You, you just stop in a week or two. We all got holiday parties. we got things going on, but this is easy. So take an easy step in December. So I thought it would be cool since we're entering December, uh, and it is about, it's a 28 day program. So even if you miss a couple of days, you can catch up and oh, by the way, that the, everything's there for you. So you just have to, you, if you miss a day or two, just go back. And like, it's, it's the mantra I live my life by. Just pick it back up. I fell off the wagon. You know how many times I hear it? I fell, I fell off the wagon. Okay, cool. Well, what do you, you want to get back on the wagon or you want to lay on the ground? You know? <laughs> so uh, if you go to the successlift.com, check out my 28 day jumpstart course. Uh, it doesn't cost much anyway, but I thought it would be cool for the listeners of the show. If you use the code mayor, um, it'll be free. All right. Great. And Whoa. check it out. Jump in there. Uh, get connected with me. I, I I talk on a daily basis with guys. You can connect with me. Uh, I think it'll just be a really cool thing for you to take on during the month of December and set you up to actually set a resolution in January that you finally stick to. And wouldn't it be cool to never make a resolution again? I don't make January resolutions. I don't have to. 
You know, right. I do this stuff on a daily basis. You do this stuff on a daily basis. We guys like us, we laugh at this Jan, you know, January New Year's resolution stuff, right? Stop making resolutions, you know, start just start doing it on a daily basis. Yeah. So we can go to successlift.com, sign up for the program and put in mayor and 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 our listeners can get it for free. You got it. That's Let's why go. I pop out, pop back, pop back in. I heard it free. If it's free, it's for me. <laughs> we got Chinch. Chinch. He heard free. Chinch just came in. He heard free. You'll see Chinch, bam, in the program no, this month. There's I mean, no this is so, that's so cool. By the way, this is a total surprise, right, Case? Did you know this? I yeah. didn't know this. So great, man. No, Thank it's you. Great, Thank man. you so I appreciate, much. Yeah, we appreciate that, man. But, yeah. but news, man, this has been great stuff, dude. So grateful, uh, like I said, for our friendship and uh, looking forward to doing stuff with you in the future and looking forward to uh, some of our listeners getting on your bandwagon and, uh, and having you impact their lives. I pre hey, guys, you guys got one of the best podcasts out there. I tell everybody about you guys. Um, I love that you're daily. Now I have trouble keeping up with all the goddamn daily podcasts. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's increasing, you know, change what, what you, what, what you didn't hear was, you know, I've, I've, it's it's very depressing. I'm a basketball guy and I've mm. lost my son to baseball and I'm in a damn baseball <laughs> town. But at least at least I get a little street cred with you guys. There you you know, go. Now that I'm on the show, <laughs> nice. dad's gonna look at me a little bit different. I'm walk around on my chest, <laughs> shoulders shoulders back, and my chest tall a little bit. Oh, so. that's so great. Hey, by the way, I'm, I'm like I've been grinding because uh, I got like a little sick a couple weeks ago, so I stopped working out for like a couple days, and then it turned into like a week. And now it's been like two weeks, and I'm grinding on it. And the last couple things you you pointed out are so impactful for me. I'm like, I got to get back on a, I, I fell off the wagon. I got to get back on. I really do. So thanks, man. Appreciate you. Just, just get back on the, get, get back on the steps of that wagon. Buddy. There you go. I, we got to blow this wagon up. I mean, this wagon <laughs> yeah. Blow the damn wagon up. I love right? it. Yeah. Love it. So, brother. Well, fellas, appreciate you guys so much. Thank you.